0: We bless God for everyone that has come out tonight. Bless God for these gifted men of God behind me that make me just want to go into worship. Amen. Amen. Ushering me into that place. Are we good? Are we? Is the mic up? Amen. Phone up? Amen. Heavenly Father, we come here tonight thanking you for all things. We thank you because you are an awesome and a faithful and a keeping and a loving God. Father, we magnify you, we adore you. Father, we thank you for this night. This is a day which you have made. We shall be glad and rejoice in it. We do not take it lightly to be in your presence. Now, Father, we pray that we leave here with a little more understanding of different things that make us better than what it was when it was that we came. And we will be sure to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We bless God for everyone that has come out tonight. I am on a mission uh, with the Unity Worship Center to get us unified. My thought process is if we become unified amongst this body, then what will be able to happen is that, well, what will happen is that people will go out and push for people to be intentional about witnessing uh, one about Jesus, first and foremost about Jesus, but then secondly to Uh, compel people to want to come to this church and so for this reason I'm not doing Bible study openly on my regular page I'm doing it on our page and I'm in prayer on if I'm going to continue to do Sunday service on my page and just limit it to our page so that we can make sure that the Unity Worship Center is getting what it is that they're supposed to have <sighs> trying to sometimes you have to help people help themselves and so my prayer and I uh, believe God's plan is to unify this, this church so that we will do what's necessary we have a dying world we have a dying world. and the next couple of days, we will eulogize people who have died in the world. And even next week, we will eulogize people who did not know a Savior. And I just believe that witnessing is so very important. God just has me in this place in my life where Talking to people about Jesus is so very important. In the book of, so tonight we're going to talk about laws. We're going to talk about laws. In the book, in the second Timothy, I'm sorry, in the second book of Timothy, Paul informs the young pastor of the church of Ephesus that in the last days, lawless times would prevail. Uh, We see it everywhere just like, I see it everywhere just like you do. It's in the malls at Christmas, it's happening in the halls of Congress and the Senate, and in the last 10 to 15 years, we have watched lawlessness unfold in the United Nations, food programs, IRS scandals, uh, conservative groups, we've watched Um, Russia and Ukraine, we've watched, you know, we've just watched now this thing with Taiwan. And we went from very quickly going to the worst thing that was happening in the streets was our kids was playing a game uh, we used to call knockout. And what that would do, what that game was, was that they would just be walking down the street and see some innocent bystander just knock them out, just hit them. There was a time not too many years ago when that was the worst thing that was popping off in our streets. In 2022 now our children are, they are, are gunning, our children are gunning one another down in the streets. But stop and think about this for a moment. Is it possible that lawlessness is prevailing not just in our streets, the streets of Lexington, but also in the sacred confines of the church? Honoring Christ's laws is a source of freedom. We don't obey the laws of God so that we can obtain righteousness, but because we are already right with him. We obey them out of love for him. There is a difference in trying to obey God out of fear that he won't accept you and in obeying God out of love because he has accepted you. And the Psalmist said to us in Psalms 119 and 77, Uh, we delight, we delight in his law. Can I have one of those? Um, Can I have that? Can we get one more? Thanks. Because I want to read these scriptures in totality. Uh, We, uh, in Psalms 119 and 77, it says, thanks, Kim. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. For your law is my delight. Let me ask you a question. Is God's law your delight tonight? Everything that God commands is that your delight. Or do you have a problem with what it is that God is commanding? What is, what is the law of God? The law of God's instruction, the law, I'm sorry, the law is God's instruction concerning the moral, social, and spiritual behavior Of his covenant people. I'm going to say that again. The law is God's instruction concerning the moral, social, and spiritual behavior of his covenant people. Hmm. Now, his law is reflective of his nature his law is reflective of his nature a law is a commandment you get that a law is a commandment now his grace has made possible what the law could not do for us which is set us free and when we look at the the verses uh, of the book of Romans chapter 8 verses two through four uh, we're going to start first in the new king james version romans chapter eight verses two through four and it says for the law of the spirit of life is christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Let's look at that in the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation it says, and because you belong to him, The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit and so the law um or just say, just, just say You know, let's just pick ten of the laws the ten commandments let's just pick ten of them they could not they told you what was wrong but they could not stop you from doing the wrong we didn't know that it was wrong until we was told that but that just telling us did not have the power to stop us from doing the wrong that we were learning about because of our flesh you understand and so, and so, comes here comes Jesus, and he takes on what do they say? In the Bible? He the sinless took on sin uh, for us. Now, now here's here's the thing, I want, and I want to get into this because I think we have a lot of our church members with a legalistic mindset. Uh, and I think that they have a legalistic mindset from the previous churches as children. Um, when people sit in the world and they think, you know, how they, you know, we think legalistic in the world. And so we automatically, I think a lot of people do that in the church. But I want to deal with that tonight uh, a little bit. So we, we, we read this, that, that, that Jesus comes for us and 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 he dies for us and he satisfies the law he satisfies our sin debt by dying on the cross of Calvary amen however he also I want you to understand you know God also made laws to govern the universe with beauty and order any created thing in the universe is governed by a set of laws the universe obeys certain laws laws to which all uh, all in nature as the book of jeremiah describes them as ordinances of heaven on earth if god built order into the universe so that it might operate appropriately then why would we not believe That he has built order in the church as well. After all, after all, would he not want it to operate appropriately also? So, so it's amazing to me that we can respect all the laws of the land, you know, but not be concerned with the laws that God has set in place for his church. You know what I'm saying? You know, gravity is a law, you know. So I'm not going to go up to the top of unity on the roof and say, you know, uh, he said that he would, he said even if I jumped off the building, you know, he would, you know, the angels would save me lest I dash my foot against the stone. Well, you know, that's that's good and spiritual. (laughs) But the way my 273 is set up, if I jump off that building... And don't no angel happen to just show, you know what I'm saying? Then it's going to be a mess. It's, it's called tempting God. Amen. But I'm talking about these laws. And so, we'll, we, you know, I'm not going to jump off the building, right? Because the law of gravity says that's not wise. But I can jump out of my walk. And I'm not as afraid. I'm not as afraid. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so laws are developed to bind the behavior of a community of people. They pro- laws are developed to bind the behavior of a community of people. They protect our safety and ensure our rights they arise out of shared values and morals they are they 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 arise out of shared values and morals they being they bring us peace in a chaotic world in in science there are many laws if we look into scientific laws we can see how god uses even the laws of nature to protect our freedoms and way of living one such law is a word called biogenesis. It means life must come from life. It means life must come from life, and this word is biogenesis. When a church is dead with trespass and sin, trespasses and sin, one cannot expect life. When people argue, fuss, and fight over the style of music, and cannot, one cannot expect life. Life comes only from life. There is another law called the law of chemistry. It simply states that life requires a specific chemistry. This law is called the center of science. Because it is the bridge to other scientific laws. In other words, unless there is a chemistry in your church, you are not healthy enough to produce order, the order you need to succeed. Unless there is a chemistry in this church, we will not be healthy enough to produce an order that we need. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Freedom. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just using this one, babe, for the scriptures, Mary. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I want you to catch this. So, this goes back to a service that we had years ago, um, and. In uh, a sermon that was preached years ago, called a divided heart. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on? Why isn't it? Why isn't it growing? The praise team's awesome. Hey, the preacher's okay. You know, the the building is beautiful. Sunday school is dope. You know, got this awesome new youth pastor. You know, outreach is off the chain. We're known to be a blessing to everybody in the city. You know, they even gave us a weekend. Hey, what's the problem? The problem with the Unity Worship Center is the divided heart. So you have a handful of people that are saying, I want to live this life for real. I'm serious about this life. And then you have, you have after that handful, you have a gob full of people that make up the rest of the church just going, eh, not so much. I, I deal with God when I deal with him. I take him how I, I take him. You see what I'm saying to you? The, the love isn't the love isn't for God isn't there let's just be 100 about this the, the love for God isn't there and so since you got a handful you get a handful of growth but since you got a blob that makes up the rest of it well the seats are empty you see what I'm saying P- people aren't People aren't, you, you have a blob that's not witnessing. And I said this Sunday, and I think people really overlooked what I was saying. I said, there, there's going to be some people in your life where I'm going to pray for you won't be enough. They have to have a word. And, if, and the handful can't be everywhere. The handful cannot be everywhere. The handful is only going to get to where the handful gets. But the blob, that's The masses. Of the church and so and so instead of there being a witness in that in that great number there's more so just a conforming or staying a part of no change whatsoever and so since that mass amount has no change whatsoever then there's no reason for those that they are connected to to come to the church now now this is the funny thing. It's weird how this works out. The handful that's trying we busy. Amen. We busy. And so and so we're witnessing when we get the chance. We're witnessing when we get the opportunity. You understand what I'm saying to you? But we busy. Trying to Make up for what the blob won't do. Lord, have mercy. Trying to say, yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't witness to the world because we witness into the blob in the church, connected to the church. And this is, this is and you, you would think, because here's, here's the reality for our church, the, the people that are on our page, to the people who walk in here every Sunday, have been with us for the most part years. And what I'm trying to figure out, what I'm trying to figure out and what I don't want to come to grips with is what are you here for if you're not going to grow? What are you here for if you're not going to learn? What are you here for if you're not going to show up You know why stay on the page if you're not gonna show up? Why why stay on the page if you're not gonna help out? Why show up for the page if you're not gonna tithe? If you're not gonna come to the events and be a part of them? Why 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 claim it if you're not gonna do it? You see, and and so and so and so I would think I thought that I thought tears I thought tears, but they ain't they ain't choking none of us out. So, so, yeah, they, they, they keep people away, but but my, my thing is, you can't talk about something or you can't, uh, you know, <laughs> let me let that go. You, you don't want to believe people are sent, because just as they could be tares, they could be sent. You know, hey, if you're going to keep acting like that in church, and why should I come? Hey, you, you go to the church, but you don't show, to, for, show up for the church. You claim the church, but you don't go. So why should I go? You know, it's, it's and then I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, it's frustrating. It's also, it, it, it bursts a spirit of frustration for the handful. The handful gets tired of being the handful sometimes not, not, not They don't get tired of the mission They get tired of being the only ones On the mission You know what I'm saying and so, and so Yeah So I want you to get this Man when it comes to these laws Man does not make these laws But man Can observe That these laws do exist it's logical to conclude that if we have no chemistry, we can never become commissional, a commissional community. So this is why, you know, we try to do the box, the, the not the boxing, the, the bowling that day. A couple of years back, we tried to do the bowling thing, and you had, you had a handful show up. You know, well, I actually had more than a handful show up. And it was a time of bonding and everybody was laughing and having a good time with one another. And you thought what would happen was that was on a Saturday afternoon going into Saturday night. You thought what was happening is we had all this clean fun, laughing and enjoying one another and all of that. And you thought that everybody that was at the bowling alley would have showed up at church the next day. (laughs) People went to bowling, but they didn't come to church. Oh, Lord. So whatever chemistry that was created at that time was shot because people that was at church was like, how you going to go bowling but you won't come to church? And at that time, we knew so much about one another. We knew, wasn't nobody working. Wasn't nobody sick. Wasn't no emergency because every time there was an emergency back then, everybody would jump on the page or make sure they got with somebody and said, you know, if this has happened, please pray. Listen how the chemistry is off now. We don't even do that hardly anymore. You know, I, I just found out that somebody was in the hospital and been there for a couple days. I just found that out today. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't even call and say, hey, I got this going on. Could you, you know, the church pray for me? Because the chemistry is off. And then the reality is a lot of us don't call other people within the church to pray for us because we're not really sure about their walk, their prayer life. And and, I, you know, and, and and I get tired of saying, pray for me, but don't ask me what about. That means that I don't trust you with what it is that I'm going through. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I tell people all the time, when they tell me, that, you know, pray for me, but don't ask. Well, don't ask me to pray then. Okay, you can't pray, teach, uh, trust me with the whole thing. You, you don't trust me with none of it. You know, I, I, may, I may have an actual you know, gateway for what you're going through, I might be able to get right there. You don't know, you know, but but if you're gonna trust me to pray for you, trust me with what I'm praying for. I don't care what you're going through, I just want to know what I'm talking about. I want to know, you know. God, let me tell you something. We got to get to the point to where if I'm dealing with uh, some type of disease, right? I shouldn't come to you, you know and say, Pastor Sonia I want you to pray for me, but it's personal. Well, you should be offended. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's personal. Then take your personal problem on. And pray for it who you feel compelled to tell that secret to. Many of you have heard me say, I'm not saying because she said you, but you've heard me say it, some of you have heard me say it in private. If I get sick, who I'm calling? And you're gonna know what I'm hey, you know, when I thought I had cancer. I'm dying, Sonia. I did. <laughs> and you know, and 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 Hey, she, she, I didn't ask her to witness to me. She didn't hit me back and say, you know, that's just the enemy trying to. She said, yes, sir, I will pray. We ain't got to ask no questions. Pastor, why you think you're dying? Because I'm dying. That's why I'm dying. You know, <laughs> Google told me I'm dying. You know, I, I'm, I'm asking because cause I know her prayer life. You see what I'm saying to you? I, have no, I ain't knocking nobody else. I just know, you know. Yeah. And I didn't die. <laughs> I almost put something on you, Alexis, when they gave me that report. Hey, Amen. They gave me every report. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. See, and here's the thing. But our chemistry should be such as this. I can go to anybody and say, pray for me. Because I want to be confident that your prayers leave the roof. I don't want I don't want if, if I got if I got a 10 list, if I got a 10-person list to save my life while I'm going through this procedure, I need all ten people to be good with him. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so and so 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 we should encourage one another to be in the position to pray for us when we need. We shouldn't feel like we have to call only one of the pastors. Right. Come on. Come on. Hold on, hold on. You've been coming to church with this person for four years. Why can't you tell the person that you've been sitting next to for four years? I need you to pray for me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying to you? We, we got to get to the point to where, you know, uh, 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 a spouse can look at one another and go, today, I was going through what I was going through, and I said, "I said, would you would you pray for me? Would you pray? I, I don't pray for me." And that's how we gotta get. I gotta know, man. Let me tell you something. I might if, if 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 I'm going through hell and high water, and I hit Walmart, and I see Jeff Brown, and I say, you know what? This ain't no coincidence. I need you to pray with me right now. And guess what? Jeff ought to be like, let me put my, let me move my cart. Let's get it right here in Walmart. And guess what? We shouldn't care about who's watching us. And he shouldn't stumble. And he shouldn't. He should be your father and God. You know. However he starts his prayer, and he ought to be able to pray for me like he's praying for himself. But but I love something that Shaniqua, a pastor Shaniqua said one time. She said she said you can't do here what you don't practice at home. She was talking about the praise. And she said, she said, she said, they can't do here what they don't do at home. So, 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 so our prayer life should be something that is so practiced because we are. And let me tell you something, saints. We have a whole lot of reasons to be praying. And don't think. Listen. Hey, Lord, how mercy. Don't think that it stops with your family. (laughs) Huh? When Taiwan began to get, when, when, when you, we were supposed to go into prayer, when Ukraine, we were supposed to go into prayer. When, when we see these things happening in Israel, especially in Israel, we're supposed to, oh, hey, hold on, stop, everything, stop, prayer. When we hear about the mass shootings, we ain't supposed to be posting, praying for North Carolina. No, no, we're on our face praying for North Carolina. We, we should be the ones, and prayer should just be boom, boom, boom. And it don't make no, never mind where you go, you should just be able to pray. Just pray. You know, somebody said something, uh, I heard somebody say, uh, and it stuck with me, he said, we got to stop staying, saying stuff like uh, all we can do is pray. All we can do? Like, all we, all we got is prayer." All we can do is Do you know how many times I have disrespected God with that statement? All we can do now is pray. That's all you should have, it may not have gotten where it got had we started with the all we got. Because from the moment that it popped off before it popped off, all we had was prayer. And it was all we ever needed. It was all that we ever needed don't need the doctor if the prayer oh god y'all don't hear me if the prayer hit heaven <laughs> heaven handle heaven will handle the doctor watch this he, heaven will handle the situation uh, we just had a lady out of the cog just uh her husband her uh, her you know he was testifying about she had two spots cancer And they were ready to go through all of these different scenarios uh, for her, and she just refused it. She said, I bind all that in the name of Jesus. And she just began to call on Jesus, and they went back a week later, and there's nothing. Absolutely, and they they said the parts of her body, I can't remember all the, but they said the parts that was messed up, was now all healed, everything was fine. They didn't get a chance to open her up, didn't get a chance to touch her. They was just like, you know, it was, she's just healed. So let me show you what, let me show you what the enemy done though, because I want you to understand that you have an enemy. What the enemy done was a week later, he attacked him. And as we speak right now, Pastor Todd Claypool, keep him in your prayers, is fighting for his life again. If you remember three years ago, he was on his deathbed. And the Lord, they said, the doctor said, we don't know how he got up. That's what they said. We don't know how he got up. We were all, the youth board, because he's on the youth board, we were making plans to go down and who was going to speak and who was going to, and this, that, and the other. And and then all of a sudden we got a call and said, he's up. (laughs) He's up. His blood was septic. He was, he was, they, it was over. Nothing that a transplant could do, a, you know, a transfusion could do. All that was over with. He's up. But see, the enemy attacks those. He comes after them. But so then he gets on social media years later and gives a praise report about his wife not having cancer and then have, not having cancer. And now all of a sudden he's fighting for his life. Pray, saints. That's what we, and we are called to pray like he's ours. Like 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 he's ours. Because guess what? He's ours. He's in the body of Christ. He's ours. Every person that, that that professes Christ crucified, that lives the life of Jesus is ours. And we have a right to depend on our brothers and sisters. To pray for us when we get down. And I'm going to tell you something. I think we have the same right to have an attitude with some people who aren't in the place to where, Lord, have mercy. I wish somebody would call me and I say, let me call somebody else. I'm so tired of the saints calling me, talking about, you know, I got this person and uh, uh, they need prayer. Well, then pray for them. Been going to this church over a year. What's wrong with you? Pray for them. You know? Well, what if I don't answer the phone? What if I die? Better know how to pray for them. And we got to have chemistry. We have to, I have to, you know, if we ain't got nothing else in common, it ought to be Jesus. We ain't got to have another thing in common but the blood. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And and if we're going to get unified, if we're going to get unified, then those that have been, I can't use that word, those that have been soft footing around about Jesus need to get, need to get it in order so that we, so, so see, because church wouldn't seem so distant if, if people was all in Jesus, Church wouldn't seem so cold. Church wouldn't seem like those over there talk to each other and those over there. No, 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 it ain't like that. The the problem is you show up every now and again and don't nobody know you. And every time we see you, we got to play you like a visitor because we ain't seen you in that long. So we got to we got to catch up with you. We don't know you no more. Lord, have mercy. But but the church, the Bible says, is they was given to the apostles' doctrine, and, 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 the, and the only way that they was given to the apostles' doctrine was that they showed up for church. And this Bible says that they had all things what in common. Well, when the church is divided between believers and unbelievers, guess what? We're gonna have some things not in common. There's going to be some things that come out of my mouth from the Word of God, from the Bible itself, that people are going to sit in here and not agree with because they don't believe God. They don't believe God. You see? Did you, did you, see, did you see the atmosphere shift Sunday when I said that the Holy Spirit was going to come back? It was in the Bible. And I said, he's going to convict the world. Not because you were smoking weed, not because you were drinking, not because you were sleeping around, not because all of that. He going to convict the world, cause the Holy Spirit going to come back and convict the world of sin because you don't believe. And everybody was like, what? And the first carnal thought that popped into people's mind was, so I can smoke weed, I can sleep around, I can cuss people out, I can. <laughs> but, but not understanding that if you believe in him, those things you don't want to do no way. Lord, how mercy. Lord, how mercy. Get this. It is therefore our job not to invent. This is good stuff right here. Not to invent laws, but to discover them. It is not our job. Now, uh, uh, this is some of the legalistic issues that some of our members have. Because they were connected to churches that invented laws. That invented, that, that said, you ain't allowed to do this. And you ain't allowed to do that. And it ain't nowhere in the word of God. You know, people, people was raised up on, if you don't speak in tongues, you ain't saved. That ain't nowhere in the Bible. That is nowhere in the Bible. Do we want you to be fire baptized? Yes, we want you to be fire baptized. But are you going to hell because you're not? No. No, you ain't fire baptized, you're going to hell. It's nowhere in the word of God. And people are walking around scared. Don't believe they saved. Don't believe they saved. Because they ain't speaking in tongues. When the reality is probably the people that was putting that mandate on their life wasn't speaking in a real tongue. I don't believe that you can have the Holy Spirit and become that devious. That oppressive. The Holy Spirit is not Oppressive. It's, it, it, you know, it's not an oppressor he's not an oppressor so I don't believe that you can be that oppressive and have the Holy Spirit I just don't believe I, I believe that oppression is an evil and I, I believe that, it, it, that people that sit back and make people feel like that they're not going to go to heaven because they don't speak in tongues and, and then make them sit there and Jesus, 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 Jesus. And come on now I always say, you know, we went to that church and we preached And they've had that, I've never seen anything like it before Yes I had, I had been in it And, and, and the pastor over at New Birth Saved me He saved me and he, said, he came over to me and he said He said, he said you saved? He said, ain't you, ain't you Bishop Kennedy's boy? I said, yes sir He said, ain't you saved? I said, yes sir He said, go sit down then What are you doing? He said, when God wants you to speak in tongues He'll place that in you. This ain't, they don't have a a right to say, if you want to speak in tongues, come on down here. He said, that's a very dangerous thing. He talked to me after church. It was powerful. He said, that's a very dangerous thing to tell everybody to come on down. And if you want to speak in, because what about the person that doesn't? What are we telling them? What are we telling them? We're telling them that God isn't honoring them, God isn't giving it to them. And if the rest of that slogan is, and you got to be saved to, you got to speak in tongues to be saved, what are we telling them as they walk off? And he sat me down, man, for like 10 minutes right outside that church and said, don't you ever let nobody tell you, tell you you're saved or not. Don't you let you, you, only you know if you're saved. Nobody has, you know, that, you know, now unless you he said, unless you walk just raggedy. <laughs> That's how he said it. Then, yeah, he said, but, but these people don't know you. They don't, you're, you're new in the church. Don't nobody know you. And, and it was a blessing to my life. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, and so the, the problem was they, they made this girl do this, and they made her, and she finally, she was crying. You remember that? She was crying, and she started faking, and we knew she was faking. Well, four months later, I'm at a store, and she's pregnant. So I'm looking for the ring speaking in tongues yeah the holy ghost you not you not you where did that faking that force to fake it help her in her decision-making then I choose to believe that if she'd have been in a church that just preached Christ crucified, the gifts are God's. When he decides for you to get them, you will have them if he decides that, you know, you know, I choose to believe that. And I believe that she would have been maybe she would have made a bet. Maybe she'd have still got pregnant. But 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 what I remember was you made her lie to you so she could sit down. I wanted her to speak in tongues. She was keeping us there so long no respect for everybody else and we call that God no it's not God and we got to know the difference we got to know the difference and I have, I have friends that, 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 that believe that way and I love them and they love me and we don't have this conversation because the reality is you're just not going to make me believe that's God I mean you got grown people who are scarred behind that you know you tell somebody their grandmama didn't make it into heaven because she didn't speak in tongues. That'll get you oops upside your head. <laughs> somebody would say Gigi ain't in heaven because she ain't speaking. Well, 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 Jesus, let me get back to this. Even the universe has a special set of laws to govern its order and design. The Bible contains relational laws that protect humanity's desire for community. You hear that? The Bible contains relational laws that protect humanity's desire for community. And these laws teach us how to love each other through tough times and troubled days. Also, the Bible contains many laws telling us plainly how to live effectively with one another. Now, as believers, we should be effective to one another. In other words, I can be down and you should have a word. Somebody in the body ought to have a word. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? You know, if you call three people in your church and you still feel like you feel horrible, man, something's wrong unless you just want to feel horrible. But, but see, here's the thing. This, oh, God, this is the Holy Spirit just gave this to me. I got to share with you. Just as you give the word, even though you feel, even as the person gives you the word, You're supposed to be in such alignment with God that when you hear the word, Despite what you're going through, you're able to receive the word, and it is able to combat what it is that you're going through. So it's not just my responsibility to give you a word, especially if you are a part of the body of Christ. This is why I say I hate having conversations with people in church sometimes because a lot, a lot of people know a lot of the word, and the problem is that when I'm having a when I say that when I say the Bible, they don't even know, and I'm going, no, that's the part that's supposed to get you pumped. That's the part that's supposed to go, ooh, you know what, that just, yeah, yeah. See, see, but you, but you can't get excited about nothing you don't know. You, you can't get excited about something that you have not connected yourself to to believe that it can bring you out, you see. And this is why we got to eat this book. We got to eat this book. This is why I told you, at nighttime, before you go to sleep, read the word of God. Don't listen to law and order. Don't let that let you go to sleep. Pray. Read the word of God before you, hey, baby, get get the word in you. Get the word in you. When you wake up, get the word in you. Get the word in you. So that when you walk out of your house, apartment, whatever, you've got a weapon on your behalf. But not only that, you have a mind made up in Christ because you just come from his word and the world gets to see somebody that's saved. They get to see somebody that's saved. We got to start showing the world saved people. Saved people keep a word in their mouth. You know, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. That's not the Bible. What'd you say? <laughs> they ain't married. They don't even know it. I didn't even know. It. That's Mary. Blessed and highly you know. They don't know it's Bible. They know Medea. They know the Tyler Perry movie. Blessed and highly favored. Huh? You know how you know that's how they learned it? Because what'd you say, people? They don't say hallelujah. They say what? Took the highest praise and made a mockery out of it. Hallelujah. And we supported it. We supported it. The highest praise. We let a closet punk play with our God. Yeah, I said it. We let a closet punk play with our God. And we paid him to do it. Yeah. Not <laughs> somebody who ain't sure about their identity. Lord have mercy. And it made us feel better, didn't it? See, I want y'all to understand. Itching ears comes in all types of forms. That movie, you know, how many of you done watched that movie? You know, and just it, you know, it shot shots at God, but it made me laugh. Uh, God, what was it? Bruce Almighty. You ever notice that Jim Carrey never had a hit movie after that? And tragedy all through his life. Depression on on realms that make no sense. You see, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman running around here, an atheist. We support everything he do. He, He an atheist. And they got him. He has the nerve to make documentaries about God. And you don't believe in God quickly. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Anybody that makes fun of God is not godly. I'm going to say that. I'm going to stand on that. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know God in that manner to speak on God for God like that. But I know that anybody that makes a mockery of God is not godly. Bruce Almighty, there was nothing godly. It was nothing to draw people to God it was everything to make people you know they made you know he had god having sex making i mean you know it was it was it was it was it was insulting and and the thing is is that we have to be careful about what we watch and what we think there's a there's somebody that's uh hosting some type of thing i see it says it's talking about uh, they're going through the thing of god and 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 he's a comedian uh, and he's an atheist he'd be on the news all the time is it bill meyer Uh, i think that's his name and he's actually giving, he's interviewing people about their beliefs and all of this. But it's a comedic special. Now, there's nothing funny about God. So, so, so my, my question was, how would he get this? And how, and who put this much money into him knowing, how did they know that he would be able to get that money back? Because people don't put money into shows that they're going to get it back. They knew that, or, or they wasn't concerned with the money. They was just concerning, concerned with defaming God. See, that's worth money to some people. And we have to get, we have to make this stance, people of God. We have to make this stance that for him we live and for him we die. See, the, the problem with the 21st century church is we have this soft, candy land Christianity we keep on rocking with, where anybody, but see, you remember what David did when Goliath, he came to to, to, to uh we all off the Bible study, but that's okay, because we still teach in the Bible ain't we? we Remember when David was an errand boy, his daddy made him an errand boy because he still didn't believe he was going to be the king and he made him the errand boy and he took the supplies to the army and the army was fighting against Goliath one man one giant and they said that Goliath would take one step and the armies the armies of the Lord would back up two to three steps you understand what I'm saying to you and David did not understand and he said that the Philistines was 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 saying all of these things against the Lord our God and David said who oh, is this Philistine that you would let him, uncircumcised Philistine, that you would let him talk this way of the... <laughs> David ain't been in a fight in his life. King said, they said, you know, he said, he said, I fought, he said, I kept the sheep. The lion and the bear came. I kept the sheep. They didn't get one. David said, hold on, he said, and, and you remember Saul being a, a cowardly king, put on all of his armor on David, and David said, hey, I'm cool. I, this is not mine, I, I, but I got a slingshot. He said, listen, he said, this man's been fighting all his life. You are a youth. He said, he's been fighting since his youth. You are such a young, he said, I've kept the sheep. Right. But what ain't getting ready to happen is he ain't getting ready to keep on disrespecting our God. Now I don't know why y'all ain't jumped after there on him. But for God, I live. That's what David was saying. And for God, I die. We ain't get ready to get into a heated argument over Jesus today. Uh We ain't get ready to lose our job over Jesus today. We real careful because we got bills. (laughs) So we ain't going to say too much, you know, I ain't going to say nothing because I'm in here on this job. My question is, what does God say in those moments? You don't know, you, don't, you ain't going to say that because of your job. I gave you the job. How does God feel when we betray him with what he's given us? Ooh. How does God feel when we betray him with what he's given us? Ain't nobody hard for God no more. We put all our toughness on a T-shirt and a Facebook post and then let trouble hit our door and we're <laughs> I think that if we read the Bible more we would have a carriage it would give us a greater carriage to stand up for God you know why these communities and all of these people have become you know spiritual bullies that they have because we whimper down scared of a lot sue me I ain't got nothing what you gonna get half his debt. <laughs> Give you 40% of this debt, you can show sure have it. Listen. Lord help me. All right. The uniformity of nature reminds us that his laws are uniform. They do not change. And atheists cannot account for the laws of nature because they go against. The the laws of naturalism. If the world is full of so many practical, mathematical, prudent laws to develop order out of chaos, then why do we live life together in the local church like there are no laws for us? Why do we live this way? Why do we walk in church without a reverence for God? I've said this before, and it went down for maybe a week. How in the world if I walked into your house, Regina, if I walked into your house and didn't speak to you, would you be offended? Jeff, if I walked into your home and didn't speak to you, just walked in your house, sat down in your chair, and just started watching your TV with you, though I didn't speak to you, would you be offended? Then then how do we think God feels when we walk into his house and don't speak to him? Now, listen, by all means, go to the cafe, go to the cafe, it's open Sunday. Go to the cafe and all those things. But first, make your way to the altar. Make your way to your favorite chair. Make your way to your favorite spot in the church, whatever you got to do. But speak to the Lord. Lord, I'm here for you. I ain't here, I, I ain't here, I am here to experience you. I'm here to give you glory I'm here to lose my mind in you today Lord and I want to lose my mind because I want yours then go do what you're going to do but, but don't walk into somebody's house and don't speak don't walk into somebody's house because I got an attitude with you the whole time you there. first of all you ain't going to stay long but I got an attitude with you the whole time you there. So so could it be that some of us are not getting out of service where well, we should be getting out of service because we're not, we're not greeting the owner of the occupancy? Is, is that, did I say that right? Uh, maybe we need to just say, God, thank you for allowing me to make it here. The week was crazy. I almost lost my mind a couple of times. Father, I almost lost my salvation. Heck I had to repent three times. God thank you for letting me be here. but don't walk into God's house and don't say nothing to God. use God's furniture, use God's air, use God's heat, use God's lights and don't and then and, and you know what? Because that makes you a user. And maybe that explains our whole relationship with God in the first place. We have a user's mentality. Speak to God. Bless the Lord. I remember when you used to walk in church and you say stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If the Muslims teach this, you wake up in the morning and you go, humble, all praise due to God. If the Muslims teach that. If the Muslims teach you that when you cut on those lights back there, when you walk in here, you go, in the name of Allah in the name of God. If the Muslims are teaching that and we just coming in and cutting no lights, if the Muslim is teaching pray, pray five times a day, pray five times a day, when let's just be honest, right? Most Christians, so-called Christians, ain't praying two times a day. If, if the Muslims are in direct conversation with each other every day, that's why I'm on that page just about every day, because because I understand that the more you see your leader, the more you hopefully think about Jesus. The more you see your leader, because because see you know because 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 the page can grow dry, it can grow stale, and so so hopefully I get on there and we you think about Jesus, remember who you serve, remember what we're about, remember what do you understand that you are in, a, in, in, in an elite group. Do you understand that on the strength that you are a part of the UWC, that you are like a, a, a you know, what's them cats from the Marines? You know, the Navy SEAL of sin. We, we, we supposed to be the stuff. You supposed to, yeah, you're assassins. You're supposed to, you, you know, I, let me tell you something. I wake up different. I, I don't think nobody wakes up like me on the planet, right? Don't I wake up like, I'm the bomb. Not on the strength of me, but on the strength of whose I am. And on the strength of what he got me doing, and when I walk out of state, I'm in San Antonio, and somebody comes up and goes, Hey, I know you. You're that guy. You're just that. Man, praise God for you. And I'm sitting here going, Well, look at the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? And then we go somewhere else, and the guy says, Hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? Got you on Facebook. Love what you say. Hey, man. Yeah. I told my daughter, I said, you act right in here. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. But do you know that I say I am saved and the very next thing comes in my mouth? And I'm pastor of the Unity Worship Center. The Unity, we are the bombest church on the planet. We are supposed to wake up every day like, hey, I'm different, dog. It don't happen to me. I'm, I mean, I, I do. I, I, everything about me is, is, is this place. is him and this place. I'm like, I thank sh- you, y'all. Sh- you past the lines. You ain't heard. I rock with God. With all, with all, with all I done, with all I said, He accepted me. You got me messed up. Y'all ain't gotta like me. He, not only did He did He did He accept me, He placed me, and that's how you supposed to be. Uh, angry, uh, you better chill. <laughs> Suck, I'm saved. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you remember, y'all remember, and think, 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 not that I watched it, not that I watched it, but, but uh, 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 act like a woman and think like a man, not that I watched it. And you remember at the end when uh, Kevin Hart got back with his girlfriend, that he was divorcing the whole time? The whole movie showing he's, he's, he, he's, 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 you know, he's divorcing Gail. I'm done with Gail. You know, he done everything. You know, he's a single. He's soon to be a single man. He, Kevin decides, you know, all of a sudden, life ain't right without Gail. He goes in the restaurant. He says, I need you to put me in my onesie, Gail. I need you. I miss you, baby. They got me out here. Like, and these strippers is calling me by my name like I'm here every day, even though I am. He says, I'm ready to come home, Gail. And then he walked out, and she said, I can come home. He said, I can come home. And he was so happy. He walked out the bathroom, and he was walking past, and one of the waitresses said, you need something to drink? He said, you better get away from me, girl. I'm married. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> saved. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm saved. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be laughing at them, you know, you, know, you need to carry your oil. Carry your oil. Well, people, Because uh, if they want to introduce you to sin, why not introduce them to Jesus? If they want to introduce you to perversion, why not introduce them to righteousness? You, you, now, now, I heard what you just said. Now, you hear what I got to say. For God so loved the world. Come here, let me lay hands on you. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, you ain't never got to worry about them approaching you again. If nothing else. See, See, but if you got a word for those that offend you. Rather than cussing them out? If you got a word for those that offend you rather than talking bad about them? If you got a word for those that offend you rather than just ignoring them? If you got a word, if nothing else, they're going to leave you alone. But what if, what if you give them an intentional word and they ask for more? And they ask for more. Don't y'all know, don't, don't you know they're tired of dying? They just don't know how to stop. They tired. They're tired of being used and abused by every, by every person that they think they in love with. They just don't know how to stop. We got a job to do. We gotta get out here and get these people the word, man. We gotta get them the word. Amen. In closing, I'm gonna say this last thing. The Muslims say. That 95% of your conversation should be about Allah. And 5% of your conversation should be what's called the dunya, the worldly ways. If the Muslims are saying that you should talk about God 95% of the time, what should the Christian be saying? What should the Christian be saying? could they be the second gross, and I'm being nice when I say the second fastest growing religion because baby I'm going to be real with you I think they succeeded that a long time ago but could it be that people are picking up on them because they're always talking about them when, when I was when I was approached with Islam it was because people were constantly talking about him all the Muslims talked about Allah all day long when you walk in the stores they was in conversations about Allah it was, you know, and I'm sitting there going, man, they love him. Man, they love he must really be all right. He must let me read this book. What if we talked about Jesus? Jesus is actually and here's the thing about the Muslims, they stealing from Jesus. Cause any blessings that they receive all y'all don't hear me in here. They stealing from it's I learned that it wasn't Allah that kept me in the gunfight. It was Jesus. When I found out that he reigns on the just as well as the unjust, when I found out that he died for me even though I was still in sin, I began to understand, oh, that wasn't a law. That was Jesus. Oh, oh, those bullet holes in my clothes but not a bullet hole in my body. That wasn't a law. That was Jesus. You know how many testimonies you got to tell people about what he saved you from, brought you through? Why wouldn't you talk about Jesus to everybody you know? And everybody you know ain't saved. Stop lying. Everybody you know ain't saved. And because they go to church don't mean they saved. Tell them about Jesus. Let the Christians talk about Jesus again. Let the Christians talk about the Holy Spirit again. Let the Christians talk about Abba, God the Father, again. Let the Christians talk. You understand what I'm saying to you? Let the Christians talk about grace again, about mercy again, about love again, about salvation again. Let the Christians talk about Jesus. And I think we'll see a change. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's get you out of here. Kenneth is backed up by the tithes and offerings basket. If anybody wants to pay their tithes or give an offering today, you feel free to do so. Amen. The kiosk machine is open as well. Heavenly Father, we come here today thanking you for all things. We thank you because you are an awesome and a faithful and a keeping and a loving God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word and that you give us the right to spread your word. The greatest word ever to exist. The greatest news that we will ever receive, that can ever be received, is that, that Jesus lives. God, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to not just be partakers, but have the ability to be distributors of such a precious, of such a precious yet powerful word. God, I pray for every soul that is in this building today, every soul that is connected to this building, and every soul that is preaching and living Christ crucified. God, I pray for us today. Your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, bless our tithes and offerings for the edification of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless y'all, y'all this